Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a feminist podcast. Hello and welcome to Feminism Ruins Everything. We are the feminist podcast where we give critiques to movies, musical and pop culture phenomenon and potentially ruin them. Potentially. Potentially. We would like to acknowledge that we are recording today's podcast on stolen Ghana land. We would like to pay our respects to all elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Uh, Hello everyone. Welcome to the first... Uh, episode of the new year. Oh, fantastic. Um, you might have already noticed something uh, in that Mim isn't here. Oh. Mim's currently in Perth uh, doing promotions for her show Friendly Feminism, which yes. is playing at the Perth Fringe. Uh, details will be in the description. Please go see. We're spruiking, we're spruiking. Uh, but we thought today that we would... Uh, We've talked for a while about how uh, our Friends Live episode, there was so much that we had to cover that we needed to do a second one. And for this, I thought we needed to bring in Friends expert and friend of the podcast, Nikki Long. Nikki, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me, Ellis. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited too. We have recently bonded over our mutual adoration of friends we have our new year's eve party was just like hours of us just like (laughs) making friends jokes just quoting it at each other absolutely and getting more and more drunk as the evening went on so we'd find it funnier i believe saying goodbye i yelled i think i went to say goodbye and you were like i don't get a goodbye (laughs) (laughs) there was like it's impossible to say goodbye to more than five more than five it's great so Tell us a little bit about your relationship with Friends. With Friends? I I think I started watching Friends when I was... Obviously, like, the episode was on here or there as a Mm. kid, but I think I started watching it when I was about 11, and I got given... They used to have these, like, the best of Mm -hmm. um, discs, and it was literally just a disc with, like, five episodes. So I had seasons, like, two and three of that, and then I was like, I need the whole thing. So Mum went and bought all of them on DVD... I watched them so much that I wrecked them and I had to get a new set. Oh my goodness. So now I have my second copy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I consider myself a bit of a friends expert. I have won a friends quiz night. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, Okay. Yep. It was. How um, many questions did you get incorrect? Incorrect. I think, I mean, I'm going to say as a group, but there was only about four of us who were really participating. (laughs) Um, I think two or three we got wrong and there were 50. No, there were 60 questions. That's pretty good. Mm. That's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It was very impressive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm impressed. That's why we brought you on. Absolutely. (laughs) And and the most important question, who is your favorite friend? Oh, you've really sprung me with that. You've really shocked me with that one, Ellis. Um, Mm -hmm. This is so difficult. It's not Ross. (laughs) It's not Ross. Easy sixth place. Absolutely. Here's the thing. I just can't answer that question because like... I love Rachel. I'm probably going to go with Rachel. No, I'm not. I just I can't answer that question. I can't. I really did spring it on you. I'm very <laughs> really sorry. Did. I'm overwhelmed right now. I forgot that it was, I should have prepped you. With... <laughs> no, it's really okay. But no, I actually can't answer that question because they are all, except for us, fantastic. <laughs> and they all yeah. have a special place they do. in our hearts. They really do. Even if Chandler is objectively the okay. best friend. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I can't, Ellis. You can't pick. It's, yeah, you can't pick. Can't pick. It's too much. Well, let's let's start talking about some of these wonderful friends. Yes, absolutely. Um, pretty, one thing that I w- would like to remedy from the last episode <laughs> is that we spoke about men a lot. A lot, yes. And for specifically Ross. Specifically <laughs> Ross, and we'll probably end up speaking about him again. We've tried really <laughs> hard not to, but there's a lot of Ross content, like. We couldn't avoid it. <laughs> we, we couldn't. No. So, um, so let's talk about the women. Yeah. In the show. Absolutely. And how I think, for the most part, there is a lot of really healthy dynamics between them. Yes, absolutely. I think it's like one of the 
few shows that I grew up watching that was just female relationships were such a positive thing mm. in the show. Like it's it's just so not, like the way they portray female relationships in this show is so positive. I, th- I think it's I think it's kind of rare to see three women in close proximity with each other without some sort of like competitive yes, edge or need absolutely. to to bring each other down. Yes. Um, and to just kind of support each other and be there for and be there for each other. Yeah. And, and love each other. Yeah, and like watching that develop throughout the entire ten seasons mm. is so and like yeah, the way they support each other through all these life changes and all these like yeah, like just growing up together basically and like it's really beautiful and quite as you said, so rare. And and also like um there are the lots of these lovely moments where they make it clear that there's no like best friends or, or like yeah. nobody's above each other like when they're deciding who's going to be each other's bridesmaids yes and they're like let's come up with a system so that we each get to do it for each other yes once and i think that's a really lovely way of showing that it's like no the three of us are really important to each other and yeah and even though monica and rachel they grew up together and they've known each other since mm-hmm. they were children there's never a thing of Phoebe like Phoebe addresses it sometimes that she's like oh sometimes I feel left out because I don't have this relationship and this bond that you guys have but they don't like leave her out at any point because oh you didn't grow up with us you know it's like yeah yeah it's this really just this beautiful friendship between three women that is so positive and mm. yeah so supportive which is so nice so nice that's my word it's for just it. really it's nice, nice. <laughs> yeah one one moment that really stands out for me uh, kind of ties into the next thing that we wanted to talk about, which is like the dubious matters of consent in the show. Hello. <laughs> um, and it's the scene uh, where Phoebe tells Rachel that Paolo has, in her words, hit on her. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed that scene because yeah. they didn't blame each other. No. Which is kind of what you think. Absolutely. Gonna happen. There's the fear that Phoebe has that she, that Rachel's going to be mad at her. She's like, oh my god, what is Rachel going to say? She's going to blame me. And immediately, the two of them start apologizing to each other. Like it's this beautiful mm. thing where they're like, no, I'm so sorry. Like because Rachel feels bad that she's brought this man into their lives that is gross. <laughs> <laughs> really gross. Really gross. And then they have this moment where they go, no. Why are we apologizing to each other? He is awful and he is trash. Like why? Mm. Why are we doing this? Why are we feeling bad for what he's done? So it's such a beautiful it's moment. Incredible. And yeah. th- this was this was like season one. Literally season one, and like not that far in either. Like yeah. until the same. Like it was beautiful. That's yeah. great. Which shows that you know the, the show from the beginning had this kind of like strong yeah. idea of female friendship and, and being there for each other. Yeah. And like, that's. So refreshing to yeah, see for absolutely. a 20-year-old show. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think something that's really positive that they um, portray in the show is that, like, this idea of the women being independent and mm. strong, being able to do things on their own. Like, for example, Rachel, when she gets pregnant, she immediately is just happy to like do it on her own and there's a lot of pressure around her being like you need to get married and a lot mm. of men proposing to her yeah. <laughs> joey proposes ross proposes yep I tag flees the scene <laughs> does. thank god honestly oh, just... <laughs> we did have a discussion this morning about tag and his presence in the show can you imagine the plot twist if tag was the father oh, and, and he had to stick around <laughs> he had to stay oh no but also at any point who didn't know that it was ross like oh i mean come on really do you was there any doubt in your mind that it wasn't ross and they weren't going to go back to, to, to the be ross and fair Rachel thing? i was a very young child when i oh, watched fair, this so i fair. think i was just like oh my god <laughs> It's so surprising. It's so shocking. But yeah, no, I think I actually I remember it being like, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I've seen it at least a hundred times. Like, don't be surprised. But on that, um, yeah, I think the way they portray that Rachel is like, no, I'm going to do this 
by myself mm. is such a... Because when Ross proposes to her, he's like, well, we have to get married. And she was like, what? What do you mean we have to get married? And she, he was like, well, you can't do this on your own. Rachel, you can't eat by yourself. <laughs> Which is rude. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. Just me quoting the entire show. <laughs> That's why we brought you on. Exactly. Um, but she's like, well, no, Ross, we're not in love. Like, why would we get married if we're not in love? Like, and she's so, so adamant that she's like, I can raise this baby without having a husband. Like, mm. she, and she does. I mean, obviously, Ross, Ross is very and much involved. He's an active parent. He absolutely, better dad to Emma than he is to Ben. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> But um, at points he forgets that Ben exists. Okay, can I just point out that, like, as soon as Emma comes along, Ben is non-existent. You just, like, you never see him again from season... Uh, I think season seven, he's gone after that. He's just not there. He's not there. And then, he'll, like, Ross will be like, I have a son. I'm like, do you? <laughs> do you have a son? <laughs> like, no, you don't. All evidence points to the All contrary. <laughs> exactly. Oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, like Rachel very much, like Emma lives with Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, she's very much like, I'm doing this on my own. And the same when Joey proposes to her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, thank you, but no. <laughs> but no. <laughs> but it, it, what astounded me when, when I rewatched it was the amount of people. Like I, I remember Joey and Ross, but yes. I forgot that. Rachel's father was like, yes. you need to get married. Uh-huh. And Ross's parents are like, you need to marry her. Yeah. And it's the, all this kind of like pressure put on Rachel. But I think it just like shows how strong her character growth yeah. is that this person who was so reliant on other people at the beginning of the yeah. series has her own career and is effectively a single mother. Absolutely. And is winning at all of it. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the beginning was that she was leaving her... She was getting married so that she had someone she could be financially dependent on. That was mm. the whole point. And now she's like, no, I'm going to go follow my dreams and, like, look at her life. Like, it was so... I wish they gave a little bit more credit to that. I just felt like... Mm. at Like, it's that hard thing of the balance of, like, not wanting to make a, a more important character. But I think Rachel's development throughout the show is so big that sometimes it's like you wish they like almost given credit to the fact that she had come so far in those 10 seasons. Yeah. It's like they, I don't think they ever like acknowledged like, I guess it does it itself. Like it talks about it itself, mm. but it also like she literally went from being someone who like didn't know how to make coffee. I'm pretty sure she didn't know how yeah. to make a cup of coffee to then like, being headhunted to work in France. So. Yes, absolutely. I think I think there are a couple of episodes with her sisters. Oh my god. Where her sisters come the in. The best episodes. <laughs> so good. Oh my god. My favourite episodes. I love it. So Reese Witherspoon and um uh, uh, Christine Applegate? Christine Applegate. I'm pretty sure Christine Applegate won an Emmy for that performance. She's in two episodes and she I'm pretty sure you won an Emmy for She's it. incredible. She's so She's good. so good. She's so good. Um but they come in and it's kind of I think things that they say are like oh you're the only daughter that our father's proud of yes. and things like that yes that in those episodes yeah. there is that real strong contrast of like this is where Rachel was yeah. and look at where she's ended you up you are absolutely correct about that but I, I also agree with you that yeah. I wish the show had done a bit more to kind of go yeah. can you see how far she's come yeah and it almost kind of happens without you realizing it but she just keeps working hard and doing her own thing yeah i think she's the feminist icon of friends oh absolutely 100 percent. it just sucks that she ends up with ross it's such a big shame (laughs) it's a huge shame i think we've had this discussion about well this is more me than you but like (laughs) i you still find yourself rooting for them. You're still sitting there going, oh, because I watched it the other day and I cried like a baby when she got off the plane. But I was like, God, get your ass to Paris. What are you doing? I was the same. Yes, every single time I like, she got like, it, so it, it, it hits me on an emotional level, it but does. my brain is going, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, there were other ways to also work around it. They, yeah. Like, she could still go to Paris and they could still be together. He could, he could go, go to, to Paris. Paris. Ross, 
Go to oh. Paris. What are you doing? Make some sacrifices Make for some us. Sacrifice. He doesn't know how to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> are you joking? He forgot he had a son for like eight years. <laughs> no, oh, goodness. We, we were saying earlier, to give Ross some credit, we think he gets better. In the yeah. Once Emma's born, we actually see him be an active, good parent. Par- yeah, like, I think, and it's like, you feel less, I think, reluctant about their relationship. I think they grow up a lot from Emma yeah. after Emma's born. Like, I feel like they, well, then there's the whole thing with, like, when Rachel... Like gives out her number and stuff, and it's the whole, like how he acts with that, and then he like. Oh, he hides the number. I take it all back. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no coming back. There's from no it. Coming Sorry, back Ross. Back. Yeah, when he like gives out the number, and then I think when she kisses Gavin on the balcony, there's like that whole thing. Yeah. And then like, Rachel ends up at Joey's doorstep being like, "Can we get in?" So like, yeah. But no, I think he does get better, and he, at least he's an active parent, and also <laughs> like they. They have that big fight, and then the next day, they're fine. Like, they're at... Ross is at Joey's apartment, and they're like, Hi, I'm here to be a parent. Like, it's very... The, the, almost mature that they were a, able to just move on from that. Yes. Which I, which I think, you know, shows growth on, on both parts. But yeah. still, Ross could do a lot better. In all areas of life. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Ross. We're not here to talk about Ross. Can I just point out that we really tried hard. Like, everything we searched for was like, we're not going to talk about Ross. And then everything we looked at was like, oh, well, that issue comes back to Ross, Ross doesn't it? Ross did this. <laughs> Ross did that. <laughs> but let, let's, let's talk about, let's move away from, from some of the positive aspects and let's yes. talk about how the show handles consent. <sighs> because we, we, we were talking earlier and I had a theory that the, the whole kind of like girl of the week mm. aspect of sitcoms in general it's not just a friends thing but it kind of like normalizes a lot of like wacky hijinks in the name of getting predominantly women to sleep with the men yes yeah and i think a lot of that is kind of like normalized but when you actually break down what is occurring it's like oh no this is awful a huge problem a very big problem yeah um like the, the the first one that comes to mind is uh, when Chandler pretends to be uh, Bob because like their apartment number is somebody else's number and this woman calls up looking for Bob. Mm-hmm. Chandler pretends to be Bob so that he can arrange a date with this woman to then like swoop in when she gets when Bob stood up. Show up. Yeah. yeah, and then convince her to sleep with her. And I'm like, oh, that's. Dicey. Yeah. But it's played up as like, oh, this is just a wacky hygiene. It's just funny. Like, yeah. it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, and when you look back at it, it's like, firstly, so many plot holes. Like, he doesn't know what Bob sounds like. <laughs> I just want to point a- that one out. Apparently he sounds very much just like Bob. like him, apparently. She, she believes it she entirely. She it straight away. Like, it's so problematic. And it's very, even like Ross, I think, almost critiques it, potentially. Like, maybe. Maybe. But I think it's more of a, this is never going to work, yeah, as opposed to so what you're doing is wrong. Is wrong? Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's gross. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> like, put it down to one word. It was gross. And uh, you brought up uh, Ross and the massage client. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, this was really... Watching it back as an adult, again, is, like, one of those moments where you go, ah, that didn't yeah. nicely, where... Phoebe is living in Ross's apartment and Ross, Phoebe isn't home, but one of Phoebe's clients rocks up mm-hmm. and it's a very attractive woman and Ross answers the door and she says, oh my God, are you a masseuse? And Ross goes, yeah, I am. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, great. And then she brings her elderly father in to get mm-hmm. a massage, which like, sure, that's funny. But also the fact that he was going to like give her a massage when he wasn't a masseuse and is unqualified and she's in a very vulnerable vulnerable position position is absolutely disgusting and made me feel a little bit sick (laughs) yeah and and the show is kind of like peppered with things like that that are ultimately very inconsequential to yes the plot and i think that is an issue of itself yes absolutely going back to 
Paolo and Paolo, Paolo. I think Paolo. Pa- Paolo? Paolo? I think they say it. It's the accent. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, going back to him, he, the whole thing that um, Paolo made a pass at me when actually Phoebe was giving him a massage and he assaulted her while she was doing her job. Yes. That's, and it was very much brushed off as like, oh, he made a pass at me. But no, he actually touched you inappropriately while you were, you working, were working, which is not. Mm-hmm not okay um and i think the same thing with joey's taylor yes yeah yeah and this is a there's a a couple of layers to this one not only was that he didn't recognize it as that he was inappropriately being touched but i think the whole thing that male like male men being assaulted was kind of blown off as a joke yeah yeah this is an interesting one yeah. because um, in in the, the course of the episode, Joey sends Chandler to his tailor, who's been going to since he was a kid. Yes. And Chandler is getting fitted for pants, and there was definite cupping. Cupping. Um, and Chandler comes in furious. He's very upset. He's very upset with Joey, going like. Do you want me to quote the line? Yes, please. Actually, <laughs> I forgot the thing was, but he says, "You're a tailor." He's a very bad man. I'm pretty sure that's the line. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is why we brought you on here. Absolutely. You've got, you've got all the lines. It's incredible. Um, so it's like, from one hand, Chandler is kind of treating it as a serious as thing. Yeah. As serious as uh, a primetime 90s sitcom will treat it. Exactly. And then Joey kind of shrugs it off, and then it's played as a punchline of yes. like, the joke is Joey didn't know he was being sexually assaulted. Exactly, since he was 15. No. 13. 13, I think. Yeah, yeah. he was very, very young. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he had no idea that this man was like taking advantage of him from a young age yeah. is really concerning. And so it's like, are they addressing an issue yeah, in a or, good way? Or yeah. are they utilising male sexual assault yeah. as a punchline? I want to say it's it's, it's a punchline. Yeah, yeah. Punch like they unfortunately they don't critique it, and they had the opportunity to, mm-hmm. but they don't. Because yeah, Chandler absolutely goes in and he's like, "This is a problem." Mm-hmm. And then, but then there's also that joke of like, what's the one? He's like, "When oh, he's something about going to the doctor." Like when they do that test at the doctor, and he's like, "But if your mechanic does it, <laughs> no," which. Yeah, Joey spends like the rest of the episode like reanalyzing his whole life. His whole life, yeah. going like, "Is this an acceptable thing?" Yeah, which is kind of a reasonable thing to to do yeah. if that has happened to you. Yeah, absolutely. But not reasonable to make, make it a punchline. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's where the the it, it's very dicey. Itchy. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. And again, a lot of these things because it's because of the nature of the the show yeah. they're all played off as jokes yes and that becomes an issue when they're not really willing to take these issues seriously, seriously. absolutely which you can even though it's like oh it's a comedy show like you can take those off like you can take those things mm. and make it oh we're gonna make a point out of this we're gonna show the the issues mm. amongst. so yeah it's yeah like you you brought up um Brooklyn Nine-Nine as yes. a show that does do that while yeah. still being hilarious. Exactly, a brilliant show. Would recommend <laughs> another show that I watch on repeat. Um, it's kind of like taken over as like Friends is getting more like, ah, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine supplements it with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, but yeah, there's so many episodes where they just, and you can tell as the show has gone on because I think it's on its like seventh season now. Yeah. that it's like they really are going with every new issue and they really want to like delve into these big problems which I think is so fantastic because they do it in a way where like we're still making people laugh but mm. let's look at these these it's, issues it's very accessible as well yeah. and really great friends could learn a lot they from... could learn a lot well, there is a reunion coming I believe it's been rumoured for a while it's been rumoured for a while but they no I think they've all said something's happening but I don't think it's a show I think it's a like like a, I think it's a sit down. Either way, I'm excited. But I'm going to watch every second of it. Absolutely, I'm going to watch it four times in one evening. But 
Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a show. There's like mm. one joke. I've seen him going Norton. There's like a joke where Jennifer Aniston's like, we just do like a series of funerals. Like, oh, dead friends. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, that'd be awful. Oh, I'm kind of brilliant. Yeah. I'd watch it. I'm in. Yeah, 100%. Oh, 100%, no. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Another thing that the show does is it, it plays around with like power dynamics yes. in relationships mm-hmm. in terms of, um, there are a couple of moments where there's like big age differences between people in relationships yes. or, or one person is in a position of power and the other is not. Yes. And it's, again, very dicey and yes. I think handles them in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um so, like, the, the most obvious example is Monica and Richard, Correct. where he is 20 or 30 years older. like, 30 years older. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, quite a big difference. It's a big difference. age gap. Um, she mentions that she used to skinny dip in his paddling pool or something, like, as a yeah, child. She said she used to pee in his pool. That's like, the that's, one. Yeah, and then she, like, yeah, used to, oh, yeah. Yeah. But then the relationship itself is presented as one of the most healthy in the show. Yeah, and the communication between them is really open and very, mm. like, when they do get to the reason they break up is because Richard has already had a family and he's done all these things that Monica is yet to do. Yeah. Because I think it's season two, so she's 27 mm. in this and he's, like, in his 50s. Yeah, late 40s, early 50s, I would say. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> they're very, like, the communication between them is very good and very, but, like, there's a split moment where Monica was willing to give up the things that she wanted for him. Mm. There was a split moment where she was like, it's fine, I don't need that. Um, and then, it, like, I think an episode later, or later in that episode, she's like, I can't, like, yeah. I, these are the things I want, and she sacrifices who a lot of people believe to be her soulmate, which, like, could be argued, but <laughs> here we are. Um, but, yeah, like, she sacrifices this man who she loves mm-hmm. for all these things that she wants. Which, in- incredible, incredibly difficult thing to yeah. for her to, Absolutely. to do, but also kind of shows the conviction that she has for what she wants, and she isn't yeah. willing to settle. Yeah. Um, but, again, like, she was a child when they met. Correct. Is there an, like, you know, you start drawing into questions of, like, grooming and, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever Leonardo DiCaprio does with his girlfriends. Like, yes. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You start to ask those questions, that even though it's presented as quite a healthy yeah. way, um, is this... Is this appropriate? Is, is this it? appropriate? Yeah, Absolutely. Much less appropriate, Ross dating his student. Ah, 
yes. We can't get away from him. <laughs> yes. No, and like to point out, she's under the age of 21. Yeah. I don't think she's under the age of 18. No, she's, I believe, she's older she, than 18. She's older than 18, but she's under the age of 21. Um, and it does, they later point out that it is, like, he's not allowed to date his student. Again, shouldn't be doing it anyway, but like, at first they were like, oh, I thought it was just frowned upon, but no, he isn't allowed to date his student because, gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they start dating in secret. Yes, they do. And, and he even kind of like plays it up a little bit because it excites her. Yeah. In, in quite an icky way. Yeah. And... I'm, we didn't want to make this all about Ross. No, I really wanted to avoid this, but just, here we are. <laughs> but that is an issue that, again, they kind of make light of it, but they don't treat it as the serious power imbalance yes. that it actually is. Yeah, that it's like it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a punchline the entire time, but yeah, it's again that thing of like, this is actually a problem, and a lot of people like get in a lot of trouble for. For this exact thing. For this thing. exact thing, but we're going to make light of it and make it a punchline. Mm. I mean, some people even kind of root for it. Like, yeah. Like, Joey's a little bit like, hey, when you're 70, you'll remember what it was like to sleep with a 19-year-old. Christ, what a... <laughs> Which is... Oh, ah. Thanks, Joey. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Elizabeth's dad is kind of the voice of reason in that scenario, where he's like, Ross, I would like you to stop dating my teenage daughter yeah yeah and I'm exactly like, yes bruce willis yes, i agree thank you bruce willis you've, you've done some good work here today yeah. <laughs> um i think the other one was rachel hiring tag was this where we yes, were going that's yes. right yes yes absolutely this one problematic for so many reasons a lot of it but ellis and i don't really like tag <laughs> the man can't act the man can't act and uh wasn't the best choice but here we are um the whole thing was that Rachel hires Tag, but alongside Tag was a highly qualified woman mm-hmm. who could have done the job a lot better because once Tag gets hired, he's really bad at his job. Yeah. He's really bad at it. And then there's the whole thing of like so many like people stopping by Tag's, like Rachel's office to see if Tag's there and like all this stuff. But, oh, and oh my God, I forgot about this. But when she's hiring him, she's like, taking a photo of him which I'm like that's weird like <laughs> she's like this is just part of the interview process can you stand up please and I'm like that's weird she's like fully abusing her power yeah completely <laughs> but it's never addressed no is it treated differently in the show because it's the woman in the position of power yeah, yeah. potentially but then also knowing how they treated the Ross and Elizabeth situation mm. is that relevant you know what I mean like is it because they obviously there was not many issues I guess well no it was different because it was pointed out that that was a problem yeah but yeah with Rachel and Tag there was never the only thing was that the consequences that they weren't allowed to date because they worked because they worked together but it was never a thing of like oh you hired this guy because you want to sleep with him (laughs) and then do and then she does exactly (laughs) although does Monica because they do... Oh, no, Phoebe says... Phoebe's like, Rachel, you can't hire this guy because you want to date him. And she's like, fine, I'll go with Hilda. Boring mm. Hilda. And then Phoebe goes into the office. And, and there's, there's Tag. tag. <laughs> <laughs> the line is, hired yourself a little treat, did you? <laughs> Brilliant. Which she then did. She did, exactly. Um, okay, let, let's talk about the man of the show. Great. Because, you know... I feel like we have to. It yeah. addresses a lot to do yeah. with like masculinity mm-hmm. and feminism is about helping everybody Absolutely. Um, uh, reject the patriarchy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Could have said that well. I know what this <laughs> podcast is about. It's great. <laughs> um, there, there are a lot of instances of the guys being very, f- ha- having very fragile masculinity. Yes. And, and being very scared of, of things that are feminine. Yes. Um, like a male nanny, for example. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not feminine. That was a bad thing. But, like, like yes. But, not like, um, Ross but and... But that's a point, but yes. Yes. Do you want to set up the episode? Yes, absolutely. So, when um, Rachel and Ross are looking for a nanny because uh, Rachel wants to go back to work, they are... 
interviewing people is actually really funny. There's like the drug testing thing. You remember that part? It's just like, <laughs> do you do drug testing? And then she's like, I'm going to need three days notice. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Um, so sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but they are like, oh, here comes, like, our next person is Sandy, and she's this, and she's... And they're listing off all of Sandy's qualifications, and you're like, wow, this person is incredibly qualified <laughs> to be a nanny. Um, and then they open the door, and it's um, a male, and I think it's... Is it Frankie? It's Freddie Prince Jr. Yes! Oh, my God, a brilliant man. Um, and he's so great. And instead of laughing, they do cheer which is good, but they mm. also, like, the whole joke is It's that, a gag. It's a gag that he's a male nanny, which is not <laughs> a problem by any means. And then the whole episode, they, like we said before, I think it, it shows that there's, like, the fragile masculinity, but there's also, they are critiquing it in the episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is the... The only, the only time yeah. they explicitly critique it. Because Ross is very much against the idea of a male nanny and yes. everyone else is kind of going, you're being an idiot. Yeah. This is bad. Exactly. And the one thing I think that stands out was how it's like, it's like a woman trying to be a... And they can't finish the sentence. They can't think of what a no. what job a woman can be. I think they come up with king and penis model. Yeah, penis Which, model. again, women can be penis models as well. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. So I think it's the one time they actually, yes, they do critique it throughout mm. the show. Um, but even then, like, because Joey's the one where he's like, oh, that's weird. But then Joey comes around and loves Sandy. Yeah. He's like, he's like, it's the cheapest college ever. And then Joey, like, puppets. <laughs> <laughs> playing with puppets. What's a one ship that can never sink? A, a friendship. Blow me away. Is the line. That episode's great. It's a good I, episode. I actually think it's, it's really funny. Really good episode. And I all, like, he makes you wish, oh, another power thing. They hire Molly, mm-hmm. who is the nanny, who again, Ross is like very um who Ross finds very attractive mm-hmm. um Molly ends up being in a relationship with a woman and then they like finish and Joey is all excited because she's in a relationship with a yeah. woman which is like fetishizing fetishizing queer yes, women yeah exactly which is problematic <laughs> itself um there's a whole list of things that could go into that because that's a <laughs> consistent thing throughout mm-hmm, the show mm-hmm. I, I really like the Sandy episode yeah um, it makes you wish you want him to stick around I wanted like, him to stick around yeah I think it would have been a great character to keep on the show yeah but it also like it, it makes me sad that this episode it, this was was season 9 yeah so the second to last season I'm like you, the show demonstrates that it is able to critique these kind of yeah. things I wish it had been doing it earlier all and all the way through absolutely because may, maybe the show would have aged a lot better if we had more episodes like this one yeah yeah that like acknowledged but critiqued it you mm-hmm. know like that had the yeah absolutely. and like less episodes uh like when chandler discovers everybody doing all the men doing like feminine yeah. things yeah and bemoaning the lack of masculinity around of all characters chandler the yeah. least stereotypically masculine of yeah. the guys is like fighting for masculinity. Absolutely. And I'm like, this feels wrong. Yeah, like he goes in and Joey is with his female roommate, who again he brought in because she was attractive and he wanted to sleep with her. Oh, wow. Yeah. But they, I think, I think they're making potpourri, mm. I believe. Um, yeah. And Chandler is so. Oh, and the reason he goes to search for that was because him and Monica were like, sorting out the ribbons or something like that. They were, like, doing something slightly stereotypically feminine. And he's like, okay, I need to do some manly stuff. So he goes over to see Joey, who's, like, making potpourri. And then he's like, "Ah," he's terrified of it. And then he goes across the street to see Ross, who is putting on makeup because he got his teeth whitened and they were too white. So Mm -hmm. he wants to... um, like to counteract that and he's like where are all the men they're right in front of you Chandler they're just <laughs> doing things like and it's fine it's fine like it's so interesting to watch that because then on that as well there's the like as we said Chandler is the one who they 
you know, mock for being the most like not masculine yeah. throughout the show. And then there's also the episode of um, uh, where Chandler can't cry. Mm-hmm. And there's this... There's, there's this weird dynamic. It's like, well, do you want him to be more stereotypically masculine yeah. or less stereotypically masculine? It's yes. like the extremes and yeah. they can't settle for something in the middle, which no. he already is. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of just being like, this is Chandler and this is who he is, let's poke up that. Let's you know? change let's him. Let's change him. Yeah. And let's me- give all the men watching this issues that they will not work on because yeah. they're men. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh. God. It's like, it's my favorite show, but when we do this, I'm like, geez. Like, when you pull it to pieces, it's like, damn. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's so tricky to kind of like, yeah. I, I, I'm constantly asking myself, like, why do I still like right? this show? I'm like, is there an episode that I can watch without any of these issues popping up? <gasps> Almost no. I don't think so. But it's also, it, it, it's impossible to... I find it impossible to avoid because, like you, I grew up with this show. Yeah. It has meant a lot to me for a long time. Yeah. Like, like I was saying to you earlier, my, my brother's just uh, arrived. I haven't seen him in a long time. And the amount of friends quotes that just come <laughs> out naturally in our conversations to each other. Yeah. Um, like even the most like the most obscure quotes will just slip out. Yeah. In everyday conversation Absolutely. because we grew up. That's how we grew up. And yeah. It's like, can we not do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I don't. My two best friends, like we. God, people used to get so mad at us. We would sit at lunchtime at school and just quote friends for an entire forty minutes. Yeah. People would walking away like they're like oh. <laughs> They didn't understand. They didn't get it. No. Silly. But um they yeah, like I our friendship is like very she was she won the quiz night with me. That was incredible. Yeah. Like we quote friends every time we're together. That's just what Mm. we do. Like, yeah, I don't think it's a I don't think it can be avoided. (laughs) Especially when it's I mean, Friends has been off the air for uh, like they they haven't made new episodes in about sixteen, seventeen years. Yeah. And I can walk into almost any shop and buy friends merchandise. Like Absolutely. what other I got do you know what I got the other day yeah. from Target? Um I got my mum bought me a pillow, like a friend's pillow, which is with Central Perk on, it's very cute, but I also got Tupperware containers. And it's got like he's a lobster on it and like just <laughs> random stuff. But they're so cute and I'm gonna take them to uni because they're fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> But like, what other show can you say that about? None. It it has not exist. They, they haven't made new episodes in sixteen years. Yeah, it's and not like Star Wars or Harry Potter where they're like. Yeah, bringing, they're always bringing new stuff yeah. up. It's like we we haven't seen any, but yeah. it's still a culture. When uh, we were on tour in China, there were not one but two Central Perk cafes yes. in different cities no way yes yeah. i was in singapore and there was one there as well it was fantastic it's ridiculous yeah. and like so it's 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 like not just the western world yeah. that friends is huge it's like international yeah that like if the, if there was one in china i'd understand but the fact <laughs> but that there's two, two like two in china that is brilliant <laughs> oh it's but when i only went to one of them and when we went there they were playing the episodes with tag in it, and I can't can't express the disappointment that I felt when I walked in. Yeah, and there like, was tag, there and I'm was like, tag oh, up on the big screen of all people. Oh, so disappointing. So, Ellis, what were you on tour for in China? Oh, I don't like to talk. About oh no, like no, no. <laughs> never comes up. No, absolutely not. Even not even once. Not once. We have talked about it, I think, twice today. Um, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I can't help it. I know. It's like friends. It's a big part of your life. It I support is. it. Thank Absolutely. you. Um, <laughs> you support it while mocking me mercilessly about it. <laughs> <laughs> like in our group chat the other day. Oh Did my you goodness. go to neither? No, no. Not even once. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was um that was New Year's by the way, was yeah. uh, everybody trying to get me to say the word neither and me. <laughs> Refusing Avoiding to, it at yeah. Cost, which has never happened before. We've never been able to refuse. It's been very. It was very difficult. Yeah. I love. <laughs> like, damn! I really want to talk about my experiences at Nana, but I can't. I have a feeling they've forgotten that I went, and I must remind them. 
one thing that was raised by an audience member at our uh, at our live show was the this idea that maybe Joey is a secret feminist. Yeah. And uh, the way the argument was presented was like, well, Joey uh, does sleep around a lot, but mm-hmm. for the most part, he is quite clear mm. with his intentions to 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 the women he interacts with, which yeah. is perfectly healthy and perfectly yeah. fine as and long as everybody... There is a lot of sleeping with them and not calling again, but then there's also sometimes when yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, I, I, like it's a it's bit of a mix, I bit think. A bit of a mix, depending on who's written the episode, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but, you know, he's like, it's a perfectly healthy way to act as an adult if you're being yeah. respectful and communicative. Um, it also points out that he is very supportive of, uh, of Rachel and for the brief period he thought Phoebe was pregnant. And yeah. he's like, I would like to support you. And... In some ways, it's a bit like you need somebody to support yeah, you, but it's also but like also being supportive, being supportive, yeah. being a friend. And he is a very supportive friend to Rachel when um, she moves in with him with yeah. the baby. He he helps out as much Completely. as he can. And then, like originally, because he wanted Rachel to stay because he didn't want her to go, mm-hmm. um, he like he buys a crib. And he, yeah. like, all that stuff... He doesn't buy a group, sorry. He finds it on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he does all these things to show that he's being really supportive. Mm. Which is so... So nice. I also... I wish that... As much as, like... Joey and Rachel could have been great because they had a very... Like, as we said, open... Very, like, um, healthy relationship. Yeah. In comparison to a lot of others. But it would have been really nice for the writers to almost leave it and show that these two, male, female, could have been really good friends, lived together without, as just platonic. Yeah, without I, adding in that extra, yeah, they must be into and, each other. Exactly. It would have been really nice to just have that because when the two of them are just really good friends, like some of the content between, the stuff between Joey and Rachel is so funny. Some of it is so hilarious. Like the move point thing. That the is point. so funny. It's a Kyle's perspective. Kyle's opinion. It's <laughs> like so funny some of the stuff between them and it would have just been really nice if they could have just had that platonic friendship that wasn't mm. about leading to a relationship but then also yeah. there's the it would have you know they had a healthy relationship so it was that really it, it was is it was a weird yeah weird dynamic weird there. dynamic but but uh, but also again like when Joey is in a relationship with someone yeah. he's very respectful completely he's, he's very uh, loyal there's yeah. a lot there's a lot of positive qualities in Joey that I actually completely wrote off yeah. because of the the stereotype that he is he's yeah. the ladies man and he goes yeah. around but when you kind of like break down the specifics of it he's potentially quite a feminist yeah Example of that. I think so, yeah. I think out of the three men in the show, he would absolutely be the most. Yeah. Yeah, but I think for the most part, yeah, absolutely respectful to women for the majority of the time. <laughs> <laughs> for the majority of the time. Uh, yeah, the, everything's with a grain of salt. Everything's I think. with a grain of salt with the show. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> there's nothing that's like completely. <laughs> Straight down the line. <laughs> um. So, Nikki, now that we have revisited Friends, yeah. Do you think in our last episode uh, we ruined it? Mm. Do you think that now that we've revisited it, we've talked about it a bit more? Yeah. Do you think we should change that? I ending? don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, I just—it's literally—it's always going to be my favorite show. Because mm. of the nostalgia, and it's funny. Like I feel like I'm like critiquing myself for calling it funny, um, <laughs> but like there are so the more you unravel it, the more it's like. But there's definitely I think we found more positives today. I think I think we we did we yeah. we we search we find there are I think there are positive things about this show. Yeah, I, I mean it, it was on for ten years. They must yeah. have done something right. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. But I'm I'm with you. Yeah. It's that weird thing of like the show means a lot to me. Yeah. But I have to 
kind of preface that I like acknowledge all of its flaws. Yeah. And I'm, I'm willing to critique it. Which yeah, completely. I think it's important. I think it's very important to, <laughs> to acknowledge when you're wrong. <laughs> like when it's like not exactly. wrong, but yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Nikki, for coming on and talking about friends. Thank you so much for having me, Ellis, and listening to all my friends' quotes that uh, incredible. jumped into. <laughs> like I thought I was good with friends' quotes, mm. and I'm just like, I, I bow to the superior. <laughs> I haven't won a quiz night, so ah, that's what well, it is. Get on my level, Willis. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely the next one that comes up, because I think they come up every, like, six months All or the something. Time. So I think we will absolutely take our friends. Because, like, Gemma can also... Gemma yeah. can catch. She can also do... Friend of the friend podcast, knowledge. Gemma friend, can catch. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes, I think we'll need to... I think I think that'll definitely have to. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be curious. Like, should we be on like different teams different and teams. compete against each other, mm. or should we work together to be the ultimate friends team? I say work together. I like that. But also, we could keep a tally of who is. Getting <laughs> <laughs> have our own little personal. Competition. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's healthy. <laughs> I, I like that. Yep. Healthy competition. Healthy great. competition. Exactly right. Anyway, thank you very much for listening this week. Thank you again, Nikki, for thank coming in. Thank you very much, Ellis. Uh, if you are in Perth, go check out Friendly Feminism. Please. Uh, playing uh, at the, the the last two weeks of January in the Perth Fringe. Uh, we'll put all the details in there. Mim would spruik it a lot better, but she isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank you again, Nikki. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, ninety-six percent replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a thirty-night guarantee. Plus, get fifteen percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.